0: Brady. Play clock down to two. Brady steps up again. Brady. It's complete. Rob Gronkowski. They're not going to stop him. Touchdown, Patriots. McGuire in the backfield. McCown. Locates his tight end. Zafarian Jenkins battling for the pylon. He's in. Touchdown, Jets. What a turn of events here. Tony Corrente looked at the replay, they've determined that Safari and Jenkins lost control of the football and they're ruling it a fumble through the back of the end zone. I, I'm just trying to fully understand the call. He juggles it there and has it. Yeah right? Yeah
1: that sounds about right. Hey everybody
2: <laughs> what's going on? Welcome to another episode of Title Town. We are here after week six.
1: Sure are. Episode seven, week so, six.
2: Yeah, we finally Stumbling nailed that, block I think, every, every week, week <laughs> every time. Um, no, but we are here after week six. Patriots are now four and two. Four and two. Feels a little more respectable. after. Sure does. Beating the Jets 24-17? 24-17. Not, not, not calling it crushing the Jets.
1: No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Four and two back on top of the AFC East. feels yes. That feels yep. proper. Thank that God feels, for a
2: Bills bye week. That, that feels makes it correct. nice. correct. Yeah, right? Uh, no, it was a good game. Craig, let's do your opening take.
1: Bam, right into it. So, so the clip we just heard there on the intro was uh, the Gronkowski touchdown to take the lead as well as the uh, Austin Safarian Jenkins.
2: Yeah, got it. Nailed it.
1: Not scoring a touchdown for the Jets, nor for Melissa's DraftKings lineup. Yeah, real jam
2: job. Not Um, the only person in my league, by the way, that had him as their tight end this week.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of people who are adopting the strategy of follow the Patriots defense around and just draft (laughs) the players that the Pats are playing against.
2: Yeah, hey, you got to go with what works.
1: Back your way into at least like three or four touchdowns.
2: Bet with your head, not with your heart.
1: Yeah, my opening take on that is, I just basically here's the. Here, let me paint you the picture. Let me let me paint set the scene a little bit. I'm watching the game. I'm doing my thing. I see this call. You know, it's under review, and I'm like, okay, so it looks like he loses possession of the ball. I can I can I can get down with that. Like he catches it, he's going to the pylon, he loses possession. They they're reviewing it, and I feel like they're gonna overturn it, and then I'm thinking it's gonna be first and down at the one. No big deal. They're just going to plow it in. Matt Forte or whatever is right. just going to, you know, five minutes later, they're just going to score. So, like, no big deal. And I kind of, like, stopped paying attention. Next thing you know, Patriots have the ball on the 20-yard line. And I was like, what the <laughs> hell just happened?
2: Did I black out for a second? And What's so the part, that,
1: the part that jams me is that, like, Safarian Jenkins, and for those of you that haven't seen the play, it's it's guys flying to the pylon. Fucking Google it.
2: Yeah, stop and, here and go <laughs> watch the game. I don't know what you're yeah, doing. Right. You're jumping the shark.
1: He, he's going to the pylon, and the ball's just kind of floating around in his in his Vicinity. red basket. Yeah. yeah, and he
2: ends up wrangling
1: in before he hits the ground. But I guess the part that jams me, and certainly jams Jets fans. <laughs> I mean, I, w- I was happy to have the points not get on the board. Don't yeah. get me wrong, but the part that gets me is the fact that like the fact that he was cutting across like an inch of the of the. Uh, of the end zone yeah. means that it's like technically a fumble out of the back of the end zone. Therefore right. it's a touchback and a change of possession. That part, like, uh, I was frustrated as, as just a fan of the game, you know? I mean, it, if you take the Pats jets part out of it, if you were just neutral observer to that, like I would have been like, dude, come on. That's bullshit. Like,
2: yeah, I think for me though, that's like the epitome of Patriots way. They, they, what, get lucky? Does not so, wait yeah, for someone to fuck up? Somehow these, like, shit rules that the NFL has in place that aren't supposed to work in the situation presented end up going in the Patriots' favor. Right. I I still maintain it all started with the stupid tuck rule, right? It, and like That's
1: a good example of the, correct application of a bad rule right, was tuck rule? Right. There does not get a bet. There's no better example on earth than same that. Same
2: thing here. Same right. exact idea. Because that same play happens anywhere else on the field. It even happens a yard to his right to someone's right yeah. and it the ball doesn't bounce out the end of the right end if zone he just and lands in bounds right. is it he yeah can it would be it.
1: technically a fumble recovered by him right, immediately exactly. afterwards yeah, exactly and like no big deal right, right? They yeah just so have that's the, ball the ball part back. that gets me and like I don't know maybe you gotta like subdivide the end zone or something and if it's out the back yeah I feel like fumbling out of the like it's why the should you be punished for fumbling across the goal line where if you fumbled right. ahead of the goal line, you'd have first and 10 on the on the inch. Right, right, right. Like, it seems weird to make the the like the like penalty more harsh when you've already crossed the plane. Right, you
2: did all the hard work. It just, just seems so strange to me, yeah. Pulled out my I wish we had
1: a Jets fan just alongside. <laughs> yeah, exactly, man.
2: Couldn't have said it better
1: myself. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Maybe we can find some Joe Montana clips and just put those yeah, in. Yeah, just drop them in. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, so, I don't know. I just, I... I Catch the ball mid air, loses it, but also mid air regains possession, and then hits the ground all the while crossing the pylon. That yeah. to me feels like it feels like it should been a touchdown. I it, don't
2: know. It kind of seems like, and you know, maybe this is your take on it is. Why are we reviewing all scoring plays? Like, let's not review it unless yeah, someone challenges it, right, it. Right, right. and and that makes it that adds a little more strategy into it. Like, how sure are you that something was violated that you're gonna challenge it? You're gonna throw your red flag out. And like, yeah, there's stakes. Right, right. You can lose a tu- uh timeout, not lose a touchdown. You can lose a touchdown too. Apparently. You sure can. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> you can lose a touchdown. You can lose but anything.
2: Not everything needs to be reviewed. There is something to say for playing the game in real time and there being a yeah. human element to it and certainly Malcolm Butler thought something happened and probably his conviction would have caused Belichick to throw the flag but he would have had to think about it right and and that's just a little bit different than like oh automatically getting reviewed because it's a scoring play it-
1: yeah I mean like er- I mean early in the game there was another I think the Patriots first the first touchdown Patriots first touchdown the Deion Lewis run it was like Super, it was called a touchdown on the field. It was super crowded, just like running right up the gut. All the replay angles were garbage. And it's like, why are we wasting five minutes of my life Right, with watching, you watching, this. you know, the forest of knees. Yeah, and try to figure when out which his ones go his. down. Like, Colin the field was touchdown. Just let it be a touchdown. Why right. do we have to like to go into like get the microscopes out? That that thing pisses me off. Yeah. Holy up. shit, though, if I was a Jets fan, I would be <sighs>
2: screaming. I don't even know what I would be doing. You still would have lost, probably.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what you get when you put on a Jets jersey. You're right. just You're like just... born to <laughs> born to lose. <laughs> that's your fate.
2: Part of the laundry comes with a big L on the back. About? Yeah. <laughs> We're the fucking Jets. We're the best. J- yeah.
1: J E T S. J E T S. So that's my opening take: is that uh, Jets got screwed. I think that should have been a touchdown, but I also recognize that to the letter that that's not. They exactly. called it. They called it right. Yeah, they called it right. In fact, I, our 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 guest today, Ben Volen from the Boston Globe, wrote a column about it today, which is Monday, which helped me to understand. And th- there was a, the the who is it? Pereira or one of those head refs? Yeah, yeah. Came out today and who basically made everybody look like an asshole, or at least he made himself look like an asshole. He was like, "Yeah, it's obvious." He used the word "obvious" in the explanation when, like, the entire <laughs> league, like, you have like players saying it was the right call, players saying it was the wrong call, the broadcaster saying it was the right call, the other broadcasters, right like, yeah. and then this guy's like, "It's pretty obvious." Like, okay, dude,
2: I d- sorry. Bill Belichick also thought it was a pretty obvious call. <laughs> yeah, well, he, the, it turns out he was in favor.
1: All the pricks of the world just yeah. together, were like, well, these people yeah. are fucking stupid. Mm.
2: <laughs> <laughs> just grunting into their microphone snort into the mic That's stupid
1: snort your problems <laughs> we're, on, we're on to atlanta Ooh. speaking of which question mark now what's your opening no. take uh
2: my opening take is i felt like we saw a little glimpse of what the patriots defense should look like particularly that last jets possession i was impressed i did not get a chance to watch the game real time so i had to watch it by myself this morning and you know there's nothing like screaming at your tv about something that's already ha- well, already ha- already happened, already yeah, happened totally. way already happened no one else in the neighborhood that could probably hear me shouting knew what <laughs> i was yelling about which is awkward um just a glimpse into my life but uh, you know uh, that last drive in particular it was very ben don't break hightower and now dietrich wise dietrich thank you was escaping me had combined for great sack on mccowan like they knocked him back they knocked him Back on a second down which created like a long third down that they weren't able to convert and i just thought they looked strong they looked solid you could tell they were up they were like cheering each other on on the line and they just felt more like what i expect a patriots defense to act and look like on the field yeah
1: and it, it, the, the end result too was was pretty typical pats d in a good way which is like sure they gave up some yards but they yep. made the stopper matter right stop yeah. them
2: in the red zone
1: even when they even when we've had the best defenses we've had it's all, they've always they've never been great in yards it's always about points and, right yeah. Yeah, and
2: it's always about like you can get into the red zone but you know don't let them score don't let them cross the plane
1: do you think that they are they started to figure something out like do you think like project that yeah out yeah yeah
2: uh, yeah sure i do think it's it's like a turning point moment, right? And it's like, did something click in that moment? It's not hard to also note that Stefan Gilmore was missing sure was. this game. And you know what was interesting? McCowan was going right at Butler. Yeah. He would, that first quarter, two quarters, he was throwing right at Anderson. But Butler clearly figured something out because he also kept trying to go to him in the end zone. Right. And Malcolm was like right where he needed to be. And he was just making Anderson a non-factor yeah i felt
1: like he was forcing it to anderson for some reason i'm not it was bizarre
2: and you know they talked about it a couple times too like hey buddy turn the other way you got like a rookie cornerback on the other side that just stepped in all of a sudden in like what are you doing why are you going after butler yeah and he made him pay he picked him off once right and And then shut down anderson pretty solidly that fourth quarter for sure
1: what do you think? How do you think they're going to look against Atlanta?
2: I think they're going to look great against Atlanta. Oh, I, think I think they're still think in Atlanta's head. Smoked. I think they, Atlanta, is like... They seem fragile. Yeah, just, you know, emotionally weak. Yeah. I don't know
1: how to just describe it. I mean, no, it. It, we've seen this from they a couple need, teams. They need, like, a crying
2: room. They're I just, mean, the,
1: the, the Seahawks were never the same after, yeah, after yeah. the, they, the like, Super Bowl. They, like, and- ruined...
2: People's emotional balance, yeah. and, like teams' emotional well-being, and I still can picture Arthur Blank just on the sidelines cheering for his team, and they're just getting more and more deflated <laughs> as the Patriots are coming back. And that image it stays with me. It's got to stay with them. Right, you know, when they right, were actually right. out there playing with it. I think Matty Ice is just gonna wet himself right on the field.
1: See, I don't. I think they're gonna get fucking torched by the Falcons. I, I honestly do because I think. I mean, if you look at the quarterbacks. Who, have, who they've played against yeah. so far. I mean, I oh, don't know. They're making them look great. They're, they're making everybody look great. Like <laughs> the fact that it came down to the wire with Josh McCown. Yeah. Freaking Josh McCown. Yeah, and that was a competitive game. My prediction for the Jets game was that it was going to be a little too close for comfort, but it ultimately win, which was yep. like pretty Spot much on. exactly what happened. Spot on. I mean, I didn't project they'd go down by 14 in the first quarter or anything like that. But That was
2: traumatizing. That's
1: part of being too close for comfort. Yeah. I was uncomfortable at that moment. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I just think if you're going to hold, if you're going to let average quarterbacks look like great quarterbacks, what are you going to do when you see an above average quarterback? I mean, You know, Matt Ryan is an above average quarterback. He can He can throw the ball. I think they're going to get oh, torched. Oh, I do. You think they're going to lose? I don't lose? know if that's going to... I don't know. My win-loss prediction, I'm not really sure yet. But I think they're going to get torched.
2: Well, it might look like a you know high school football score or high school basketball score might even be <laughs> yeah. more accurate. Yeah. It's going
1: to be like Knicks Nuggets. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 109 to 121.
2: <laughs> yeah. No one's playing defense. Just no defense out there at all. Jeez. Yeah, I just can't imagine them losing to the Falcons, uh, though. It just seems... I mean, I don't. Maybe I'm still 19 and oh high. I don't know. I can't get over it. <laughs> I, can't get over it. Uh, I don't After know. every week, I come on here and say like, "They look like shit. They're I, the worst. I, think, I can't believe them." All right. I still believe in them. I have faith. Uh, anyway, so, anyways, so as I turn.
1: alluded to earlier, we're going to be joined in just a few minutes here by uh, Ben Vaughn of, Glo- of the Boston Globe. Yep. Um, he's going to give us his thoughts on all this uh, on all this Patriot stuff. We're about a third of the way through the season. At yeah, this that's kind of right? crazy.
2: It goes fast.
1: It sure does. A
2: lot happens during this time of year, and so it, I feel like it makes the time fly by. Yeah. And it should be more enjoyable. Yeah,
1: particularly when you have to fucking talk about it once a week.
2: And I, I have to pay a lot of attention. I take a lot of notes. doesn't help me remember <laughs> no, anybody's absolutely not. like name or things that happened. Right, but, cramp guy. Yeah, You know, whatever. you all know him. You saw him. He limped yeah. off the field. He had dreads <laughs> with the frosted tips. I don't know what he was doing there.
1: There was a couple good hairdos on the Jets. <laughs>
2: that was a lot of look. <laughs> that was a lot of look? Yeah, it's very like... I don't know Justin Timberlake, circa nineteen ninety eight, with those frosted tips. Frosted yeah, tips. yeah, yeah. But if you've got the dreads with the frost, I feel
1: like that's a strong look. That's very it's different more, than like white guy. It's
2: Chris Kirkpatrick.
1: Is it though?
2: Yeah. <laughs> is it These though? Are my, I'm going my Insync references here.
1: Really connecting with the audience. I feel like he's my second favorite Insync.
2: What? How is that possible?
1: I don't know. I just go. Who's
2: your first Lance Bass?
1: No. Uh, what the, you the, like, baby spice? too? No, 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 no. The big guy. Oh,
2: Joey Fat One. Yeah, 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 <laughs>
1: Joey. That guy,
2: he like seemed likable. He seemed once.
1: approachable. He's got like the second best career out of all the In Sync Fallout.
2: It's not not wrong. Yeah, yeah,
1: right. Like yeah. that's like weird. No, Lance about Bass about
2: does like all those VH1 shows now. Him and like D. Snyder we from Twisted let, Sister. Uh, we
1: wouldn't let him into space.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, well, what's my lot here on Earth? Well, we already got like <laughs> a monkey and a dog to go to space. We don't need a some kind of backup dancer yeah. for Justin Timberlake. The
1: world doesn't need that. We don't. That's not how we want to be represented. It's not intergalactically
2: yeah we make contact is that who you want people meeting no No, absolutely not i want it to be like neil degrasse tyson Mm. and like emma stone (laughs) (laughs) put him in the ship let's go get him up there okay we gotta go we gotta talk to ben
1: volan see you on the other side Okay, we are joined now by Ben Volan of the Boston Globe. How you doing, Ben?
0: Doing well. Uh, Thanks for having me on tonight.
1: Yeah, no problem. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Let's jump right into it. So first question for you, Ben, is just what's your biggest takeaway from uh, the Pats win against the Jets this
0: past Sunday? Uh, There were a couple on each side of the ball. Uh, First of all, offensively, I thought it was a much better day for the offensive line. A pretty clean day for Brady. Uh, First time all season that he wasn't sacked. I think He was only hit four times officially. I thought I counted five. But on 38 dropbacks, that's pretty good. Uh, You didn't hear Marcus Cannon's name once in the uh, entire broadcast, which is uh, a very good sign for an offensive lineman that he's just making his blocks and you're not noticing him. So I thought it was a, a very clean and quiet day. Uh, for Cannon. The guys in the middle did a great job. So I thought the offensive line, this was an important step for them because they've been very shaky this year, Not have not had a good start to the season. Uh, so it's good to see the offensive line step up. Uh, Dion Lewis was a revelation. This kid is back. He was so dynamic as a runner on, on Sunday. And, you know, we all know he tore his ACL two years ago and then he had that secondary uh, knee surgery. Uh, I think it's taken him a while just to uh, return to the dynamic, shifty, un- untackleable uh, player that we saw a couple years ago. And then defensively, it was interesting. I, it, it wasn't as bad rewatching it as I thought at the time. Uh, the their third down defense was obviously not very good. They gave up a lot of long third downs, third and ten, third and eight. But, uh, you know, after after a shaky start, they gave up two touchdowns on their first three drives. They only gave up three points on their last eight drives, and I know that it easily could have been ten, and it probably should have been, if not for that fluky play with uh, Austin Sperry and Jenkins down at the goal line, but... You know, I thought the defense did a much better job, uh, but they're still having those coverage breakdowns, too. That was disconcerting. There were several, I think I counted three of them, uh, most notably the 44-yarder uh, down the sideline there on, in, uh, in the fourth quarter where there's no one within 15 yards of the receiver. It's amazing how these things keep happening game after game. And, you know, usually the Bill Belichick defense, they, they get better and they fix these things, but they haven't been able to fix it yet. Right, right.
2: Yeah, it it was kind of weird watching the defense. It felt like they were up and down all game Um, and they are yet on the season to hold someone, a quarterback to less than 300 yards. And, you know, they've played some good quarterbacks, but not necessarily elite quarterbacks in the league yet. You know, do you think they can survive like this and how are they going to fix that part of it?
0: I'm not as worried as much about the 300 yards as I am. The fact that they just, they seem to collapse in the fourth quarter a little bit and they didn't collapse yesterday, but they let the jets drive down the field one time uh, and the Jets probably should have scored a touchdown there. And then towards the end, the Jets, again, were um, were driving towards the end zone, and Josh McCown uh, actually missed a wide-open receiver on fourth down that could have kept the drive going. Um, that, that part is very disconcerting. And, again, I'm not as worried about the secondary. I still think they're very talented back there, and, I think Stephon Gilmore will, will eventually get the hang of it. And you see it, you know, like in the Jets game, Josh McCown, who's not one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL, when you give him enough time in the pocket and a clean vision, he's going to make some throws. And he threw for 354 yards or whatever it was. Right. Um, they, they just couldn't really get to him consistently. So that's what I'm worried about moving forward. And so they've got to figure out how to clamp down on the secondary and how to get some more pressure on the quarterback.
1: Uh, speaking of quarterbacks and shifting gears a little bit, uh, so one of the stories that we, uh, we, we the collective world, found out last week was that Tom Brady has a sprained? Strained. Sprained.
2: A problem with his AC joint. A problem joint. with his AC joint
1: <laughs> <laughs> in his left, in his non-throwing shoulder. Do you find it odd that the Patriots disclose that injury? I mean, they're usually so, uh, they usually play injuries so close to the vest. Did you find it unusual that they disclose that? with as much detail as they did? And do you think that there's another injury to Brady specifically that we don't know about?
0: Uh, I did find it very strange that not only did we find out that, Oh yeah, Brady had an MRI MRI today and it was on his left shoulder and here's what the injury is. And you know, one, two, three, you very rarely get that level of detail from the Patriots. And, And I do wonder, I don't know if it was from the Patriots. This could have been from Tom Brady's people wanting to get it out there. Um, and there are a million reasons. You know, maybe they wanted, wanted it to be known that Tom Brady's topping it out and uh, he's playing through pain. Or, you know, uh, lay the groundwork for maybe a little bit of an excuse for if Brady doesn't play well. Well, he's obviously very banged up right now. Um, or the, the other one, as you mentioned, maybe they're hiding some other injury. Um, you know, he, he could have... Uh, injured his thumb hitting a a, def- a defender's uh, helmet when throwing a pass, or yeah, that was the what one that happened. we heard
1: a lot. I feel like is that that there was a there was a hand injury. There was a, a lot of speculation on. TV, radio, whatever that the the, the the left shoulder was a red herring to distract away from a, a right hand injury. I there was. A, I there mean, was I a haven't moment... seen any evidence. Yeah,
0: it, it, it's certainly possible, but you know, he doesn't have any tape or any wraps or anything. You know, he, he didn't look comfortable in the pocket, and his accuracy was off. So I, even though it's his non throwing shoulder, it it can affect your mechanics. For sure. So. I think, I mean, personally, I just think it was his people wanting to put it out there because also, you know, the whole TB12 brand and, you know, the toughness, they want it known that Tom can play through the pain and he can manage the pain and um, he knows how to work. You know, they took him off the injury report so he can say, look at all the work that I did with Alex Guerrero on TB12 this week and, and now my shoulder feels great because I've been touched by a, a miracle healer. Yeah, shout out so to I, all those
1: electrolytes. I,
0: <laughs> right. So, so I think that's you know that's probably what was going on. I don't think it was from the team. I think it was probably more from Tom's side.
2: Oh, that's interesting. I didn't realize yeah. they took him
1: off the injury
0: report.
2: Oh, yeah, right before the game they pulled him huh. off. Yeah, you know I, that's an interesting point about kind of the the tough guy image perspective because this is the same injury that knocked Jimmy Garoppolo out last year. Oh, right? Yeah, it was. And there's a lot of like talk about Tom not in his waning years and can play for the next five years and at peak performance. So, it, you know, it's not hard to believe that people would want to get that out there and say, like, look, he's amazing. Look how great he is. He can play through it, pay through the pain.
1: And sort of rub Jimmy Garoppolo's face in it a little bit. A little.
0: To be, to be fair, uh, it was to Jimmy's throwing shoulder and, and to Brady's non-throwing shoulder. There's there's degrees of sprains, too. Uh, you know, Jimmy's was pretty serious. We don't know what, what level of degree Tom Brady's was either. But I was told last year, like... Um if, if Brady had suffered Garoppolo's injury, there's no question that he would have been out there playing. Same with Favre, same with Philip Rivers. This is not to uh speak ill of Jimmy Garoppolo, but you know, for young quarterbacks, you know, especially if you're the Patriots, I, I think you're you're comfortable with a, a gimpy Tom Brady out there, but you know, Jimmy Garoppolo has only had two starts. You just don't know how he's gonna be able to run the offense and handle some throws. All right,
1: so last question for you, Ben, is uh, Melissa and I are divided on our Week 7 predictions. She thinks that the the fourth quarter against the Jets was a little bit of a turnaround for the defense and that they're going to be all right. Am I misquoting you? Is that, uh, nope, that accurate? No, I think
2: that's accurate. And
1: I think they're going to get shredded. Uh, so uh, at home, Sunday night football against the Falcons, what's your prediction for next week?
0: It's going to be tough. You know, I know Matt Ryan is clearly not having the same year this year that he did last year. That'd be hard to hard to duplicate. He had such a phenomenal year, but I don't know. I think the Patriots might be in for uh, some trouble uh, on this one. Um, First of all, they haven't played that well at home. Um, They uh, lost against Kansas City and Carolina, obviously, and barely beat Houston, so their home field advantage is not what it once was. And I I do think that the Falcons are going to have blood dripping from their teeth, not only because of the Super Bowl, but from losing this game against Miami this past week. You know they're going to be focused. You know they're going to come with some wrinkles and surprises. And uh, just the way this Patriots defense is giving up huge uh, conversions and and gains on third down and uh, just not able to get a hand on, on the quarterback and not slowing down anyone, I have a hard time seeing how they're going to uh, keep the Falcons under twenty-eight, thirty points, or whatever. I might pick the Falcons to win this one. I, I think the Patriots are still right. struggling on defense. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think I'm going to pick the Falcons to to win this, uh, maybe by a field goal. Oh.
1: All
2: right, you heard it here first. Yeah, I said it might be a basketball score, but I think that the <laughs> Patriots come out on top. Yeah, Some I,
0: the, like thirty-four, thirty-one. I, I, it's going to yeah. be somewhere in that yeah. neighborhood. They're going
1: to score. I yeah. think we all we can of all agree
2: on that.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, all right, well, again, we've been talking to Ben Volan from the Boston Globe. Thank you so much for joining us tonight, Ben, and uh, we look forward to uh, reading what you got for us moving
0: forward. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. This was a lot of fun.
1: Who's a douche this week?
2: Uh, it is Jane Skinner Goodell. Jane Skinner Adele. the girl in me doesn't feel good about putting a woman up first for this award i mean really she's like third well yeah because first was trump dt second was cam right so this is the third week yeah we just, just haven't no, called now it now we're just calling it yeah a,
1: we're just calling it it just douche. keeps
2: happening so like we're gonna bring you one a week of someone that we think overplayed their
1: hand just douched it up yeah that we can loosely based in the world of sports. We'll yeah, see, yeah, we'll yeah, see yeah. where the, where it takes us. Yeah.
2: So for those of you that don't know, Jane Skinner Goodell is the wife of Roger Goodell, the Roger. NFL commissioner, embattled NFL commissioner. Uh-huh. I'm going to call him as a Patriots fan. Mm-hmm. Um, and she decided recently that someone, God, God love her, someone needed to stand up for her husband on Twitter. She couldn't take <laughs> all the criticism. She is a previous news reporter. Though, so she has worked on uh, Fox News as a co-anchor on a morning show, um, and she says that the journalist in her couldn't stand to see both sides of an argument not represented. And very, a, very oh, corporate. Yeah, and as a wife saying. and mother, felt like she needed to defend her husband. So she she created a Twitter account. It was at for argument.
1: For argument.
2: Yeah. So just throwing so not it out under there,
1: Jane Skinner Goodell. No, 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 no. Secret Twitter account. Secret. And actually, Secret. I'm reading from a story that says she did this is not recently. She did it like years ago. She's been doing, she's been like battling oh, really? this for like a long <laughs> time. That's the best That's part better. for me is that it's That's not at all a recent development. The only recent development is that like people it found out. out.
2: She probably had like an egg avatar. But she's just fucking blowing people up on Twitter like behind yeah, the scenes. Yeah. Like reporters, journalists, yeah, oh yeah. throwing hard shade at them. I I
1: think this is great. I, I find it actually like a little bit adorable. I don't feel any sort of way about Jane Skinner, but like, I just like the so fact what that Jane she's like, like sitting on the couch, fucking just like <laughs> scrolling through Twitter on her phone, just like we all do. But like, she's got this axe to grind, but like, <laughs> just, like she can't just do it. Like she can't just vent to her friends and family about how people on the internet are so stupid like whatever. She's just like she feels like she has to tweet about it, but she's keeping it secret. I don't know. Yeah. I just think it's fucking great. I don't. I'm you mad do that not that she. Think she's I'm like. I'm like I don't, I don't really think she's that big of <laughs> okay, a Okay, then this was a
2: terrible week. Did you call it the <laughs> douche of the week? I
1: think she's cute. Oh, I, I think boy. it's fun. I think it's okay. nice. Okay. I think it's nice.
2: She's a real stand by well, your man kind of
1: gal. But like the fact that it's, I don't know, but the fact getting that out she there, was like, getting at people. she didn't want to like go to war, which is why she kept yes, it she a secret. Did.
2: She just didn't want people to know she was the one going right, to right. war.
1: Which is basically not wanting to get, she, she wanted to like get the satisfaction of like calling somebody out on Twitter, but not as Roger Goodell's wife. Just, yeah, because she then, wanted
2: like, because then her claim would be bogus because she's his wife. Yeah. So of course she's on his side. Right he brings home 30 plus million dollars a year oh, God, yeah. so that she has a beautiful couch to sit on and, <laughs> and through scroll her through her twitter. twitter yeah i think it's great i think it's awesome
1: what do you think what would you do you would just go I, public I, you I, would just be like yeah, Fuck yeah yeah
2: i'd be like you're all, you're all stupid <laughs> and wrong uh, at melissa goodell suck it <laughs> <laughs> you don't know shit and then at home I'd be like you're fucking stupid how dare you suspend Brady for four weeks what are you an animal <laughs> yeah I would play both sides just but very publicly I would have no problem with right it. I also might be the one posting the article saying like my husband's an asshole look what he did. <laughs>
1: oh yeah like imagine so much I mean I'm sure somebody has but imagine if you went back through the history of her Twitter account yeah and like on certain weeks like they're going through a rough patch she's like oh eh, Godell fucking screws the pooch yeah. again look at him
2: out with this bimbo What's going radio? on with that Ray <laughs> Rice
1: suspension you boob
2: she's like like reposting like <laughs> yeah. deadspin articles yeah. uh. just tweeting barstool out <laughs> like yeah viva la barstool <laughs> uh. no. sure there's something to be said for like defending your husband i think it's also that he's a public figure and he needs to fight his own battles and sure. that her engaging in the argument doesn't do anything other than create this weird publicity right for them now uh, this was a
1: much bigger story, though, in New England, where we looked for any little thing. Oh, that, like, yeah, that because we all think he's an ass clown. Gidel. Yeah, of like, this is, I don't think this was like a giant story nationally. I mean, it was, no. but
2: it was a story in New England. People look at it like, ha ha, <laughs> sucker, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. What? No, you didn't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, this, his wife just had a weird Twitter His wife doing Twitter some goofy account. thing. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. It was goofy. That's a good word for it. It's like.
1: Because she wanted to defend him, but she didn't want it so much that she's willing to like put herself out. There. Yeah, yeah, great. she wants to defend she, him. I think she played it perfectly. Make <laughs> the anonymous Twitter account and just like get it out of your system. Work that shit <laughs> out anonymously <laughs> on the internet. Yeah,
2: get a therapist, like the rest of us. I mean, Jesus, I'm sure she has a f-
1: fucking phenomenal yeah. therapist. Yeah. Maybe her therapist. Suggested Maybe it was Yeah.
2: Oh my god. It's just all clicked. That it into yeah, place. We
1: just figured it out right there. That's how it went down. Now yeah. she's pissed at her. Yeah, that doctor's Damn. just
2: cashing checks. Like, idiot. Like, Goodell what I made goes you Storming you do? into her office like, you told me that this was foolproof.
1: Now yeah. I look like an asshole. Roger's trying to create a fake Twitter account yeah. to defend me. He can't figure that shit out.
2: Yeah. yeah, he's just fumbling about with his phone. No idea what he's doing.
1: Ginger balls. 69. Nope, taken. Shit.
2: Uh- <laughs> uh, taken. Yeah, for sure. This doing it under the cover of Night Cloak of Darkness is...
1: it's not like it, you don't have know. It's, you it's don't, immature She doesn't have like The moral high ground Of like You know how like Kevin Durant's mom And stuff Will yeah. like air people Out on yeah, Twitter sure. they, like, she's like shit. I'm
2: Kevin Durant's mom i right, like right, fuck right, you right, right. That's my she's son She's like,
1: like I'm gonna defend my you Yeah know.
2: exactly Or like Vince Wilfork's wife Will like get in people's face I don't know oh, if she, totally Bianca I don't know if she, she does did, it On yeah. Twitter But no, like, she would just From the game Yeah exactly Like just yelling at people And like yeah Get at it girl That's fine But you know Stand
1: by your convictions
2: yeah, own up to it, if that's what it you It is think. actually,
1: it's like classic Goodell, meaning Roger, in that, like, it's, like, overly PR conscious yeah. to the point of, of douchery. Yeah, you yeah. Know? It's like, that is- you were so PR conscious that you ended up making it fucking worse. And right. now you just look like a fucking ass. Right, now you're just weirdos. Like, <laughs> With fake Twitter. I wonder are- if they tweet at each other, like, what they, if they have, like, a little DM, like, threads.
2: <laughs> oh, I love you so much. <laughs> Who could it be? Yeah. Oh, look at it. I have a secret admirer. Or if
1: she was like extra fuck. imagine this, if she was extra sneaky and like slid into Roger's DMs on Twitter. Oh, catch him. Trying to see if he would like pull that thread at all. She sent her like Oof, ass, Jane, ass pictures. Jane, sneaky devil.
2: <laughs> I think, he- you think he'd recognize his own wife's ass? I didn't say she sent her own. Oh, 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 oh. She knows how to Google. She knows how to make a <laughs> I fake don't know. I Twitter just, account. You're Jesus. right. She's conniving.
1: That would be conniving. Yeah. That's what you would and do then if you'd you were then.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I think we're onto it. I think this is the real Oh man. We've key. cracked this case wide oh, God, open. Jane. You know what I'm I'm on her side now. If that's what she was doing, I'm into it. Yeah. Just trying to get away
1: from him. I think it was nice. I think it's nice.
2: Yeah. Well. All
1: right, so that's all for this week. Uh
2: thanks to Ben Volan from the Boston Globe for joining us with all of his thoughts. on Volin. last week's game, even though he disagreed with me on next week's game. Yeah, well, he's right. So we'll see. We'll (laughs) see. Anyway, (laughs) anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you did, please uh, subscribe and rate it on iTunes, and also tell a friend. Tell a friend. Pay it forward. Pass the word around. Tell a couple of friends. Yeah, tweet it anonymously. I don't care. Yeah,
1: (laughs) yeah. Create a fake Twitter and tweet it out.
2: (laughs) Yeah. You can use the followers. Honestly, it's fine. Yeah. (laughs) Write a comic about it. Whatever floats your boat. However you want to go about it. Um, but yeah, and uh, follow us on Twitter at TitletownCast TitletownCast Awesome. Thank you guys, and we will see you next week after a Patriots win over the Falcons. Later, they're (laughs) fine.